welcome to the Wild Moon Sessions podcast. My name is Bexy and I am your host. Today I have Jess Allen with me from upstate New York. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I am happy to be here. Yeah, I'm currently living in upstate New York, just a couple hours north of the city, still feeling super connected after living in Brooklyn for um, about 12 years. I am uh, a practitioner and living uh, my life in an intuitive way. Uh, I have been sharing the practices of yoga teaching for about a decade now, along with offering a lot of other healing spaces and working within a, a wide, wide umbrella of uh, modalities myself. And yeah, I have felt really like the path of healing and healing spaces for myself and others has really been my mission um, and continues to hold that light in myself and my life. Mm. And what do you think? So practice as a, as a word, like what, why is that so important for you? And you have a really deep practice, don't you? I, I really enjoy witnessing your practice. So could you tell us a little bit more about your, what it means to you? Sure. Yeah. Well, I went through a lot. Um, I feel like my my practice journey and my teaching journey have really been side by side. Um, I, I didn't really have the path of like practicing for a long time and then deciding to teach. I had a call to teach and serve. And by nature, me wanting to be of service drew me deeper into practice. So those things really feed each other. Um, and so referring to myself as a practitioner has been something that I've really dialed into over the past year. I've worked a lot with like calling myself a teacher, calling myself a student, and I've just, and, and everything in between. And I've just landed on calling myself a practitioner because that's what I am. I, I practice in my life. And I believe that being of service is also a practice that it's a teaching practice. Um, so everything is everything is in practice. I think that practice you you practice like how you live and um, outside of you know containers of practice. But I've learned so many different practices, and I currently um, am really devoted to uh, Cha Dao and my tea meditation practice. Also, a very specific. Uh, meditation practice that I'm working right now. And I have been threading my asana practice back in as the spring has kind of asked for some more physical movement. Um, but what really is, is that all these different practices allow you to lean and be shaped in different ways. And so over the course of, you know, my life and exploring practices, I feel like I have this tool belt for understanding how to how these practices can help shape me in different times of my life um, and different passages and I can lean into them and they'll help me lean in the directions that I need to go. So they're always shifting and changing and they have like their lifespan and then maybe something comes back or something new comes in and something drops out. But I'm really in flow with you know my understanding of of the practices that I carry right now and then new ones that you know come in so yeah I love that I love the tool belt idea because the more knowledge you have I always love for 
I think it's the quote, every time you read your, read a book, your mind changes, mm. it like rewires your mind. I love that because I feel like each time you kind of integrate a new practice, it's kind of rewiring your body and your brain all at the same time, isn't it? It's kind of like, oh, and, and this is possible. And I know that I felt like that once I picked up like ecstatic awakening dance, like it really, really changed how I experienced and viewed um my world really but also the idea of practice you know <laughs> what that is because um, I love open different channels and different mm. dimensions and different spaces within ourselves that every practice opens a specific space it's almost like every practice is walking into a new room in a museum and you are the museum yes yeah, so yeah. Right. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful I love that I love yeah. that. So, um, tell us a little bit about your tea ceremony because that thought I find that so elegant and precise, and just oh, I just love that. Yeah, so it's amazing. I'm very much a student right now of this practice. It's a practice that was um, shared with me by one of my dear friends, Alex Crow, who lives currently living out in Santa Fe. Um, and so it's been in my life for about seven, eight months. And it was just one of those things where she's been practicing for about a year and a half and I sat with her and it really was like a very strong experience for me that I knew was going to, to carry, you know, uh, me for a bit. So yeah, the, the tradition is, is, um, it's called Chadao or the way of tea and tea has been like just such a beautiful space to be in. Um, there's so much I think I could really say about it, but, you know, just to, to really dial it in is that there's an active, it is a meditation. Um, and there is also the spirit of the tea or the plant, right. In this meditation. And there's, there's, um, a specific technique that is in the ceremony of how you do everything with your hands and how everything is set up. And it's this really beautiful flow of like moving in and out. Um, so there's an action and then there's the receiving of the tea and then there's the sitting after you take the tea in until you intuitively feel like it's time to go for another bowl. So, and it includes all the elements you're working with water and fire and earth mm. and air. And mm. so you're engaging with the elemental body of everything and also sitting in this energy and each tea has a particular kind of personality. I find their own spirit that comes in and informs um, this world. And so it, I feel like it's a tea meditation, but also meditation is something else on its own. I feel like more, it's more of a plant medicine and it is a plant medicine where there is definitely a spirit energy involved in, almost like you you learn from from these spaces by listening and mm. yeah so so beautiful but, Sounds yeah so present. You, you sound like it's um like everything is done with ultimate presence and and that that method helps with presence I would imagine but it sounds beautiful it sounds so beautiful and um I love the fact that you talked before about bringing more movement back in with your asana pra pra practice as spring has asked it to because um i actually i've 
I have the strange I've had the strangest feeling of needing to get up and do yoga like since the beginning of this year and I don't usually get the itch till about this time this you know in the year so um I love that idea of like um moving with the seasons and this is something that I really enjoy to actually embed myself in each season and really really observe what it's asking from me and um really kind of embody the season in whatever way I can and I love that everything is beginning to flower and flourish and you know all of this really beautiful movement upward surge of energy and all of the flowering that is happening and is coming as well I think it's such a it's and I think that movement sometimes feels very embodied and because it's all expressive when we think about a flower opening up you know whether it's like a tea leaf and that's coming to its full ripeness, it's going to go and take on another energy, but it's also kind of that like most expressive moment, you know, and, and in its full ripeness, I love that idea. But I also um, want, I know that we would love to talk about transition in general um, together today. So um, I think that that is a massive point of reference. You know, we've just gone past Beltane, um and I feel I felt particularly for this new moon I've felt a huge upsurge of energy I've felt massive and I know that we've it's been um sometimes new moons can kind of walk on by and you don't feel that much with it but I've definitely felt this like huge just upsurge of like something's happening it's almost like a rocket ship it's just getting ready to take off um, and that really reminds me of that this kind of like transitional state where sometimes we don't always know what's coming or we don't know the form in which it's coming or we don't know how it's going to happen or there are always little bits missing. And I just wanted to ask you, you know, does your practice help with that or how do you how are you kind of approaching the transition of spring and Beltane and all of that upsurge of energy? Yeah. Yeah, it, the moon, I have also felt that it was like really a flip of a switch and, and things have, have, I almost felt like the the weeks in between the moons, like the two weeks, there was like a, uh, almost like a being pulled ways. I went into some, some heavier stuff prior to this moon and um, yeah, this one felt really intentional and I feel a lot of forward action and, you know, it was a about two two weeks ago now that I was like I really need to start moving my body again you know the winter was so such an amazing time is such an amazing time to be really deep and and introspective and let everything around us die and engage with the void space in between so you know deep meditative practices are nurtured during that time because it is the hibernation and I think something that is really important to always remember is that we are nature right we're not like engaging with nature we are an expression of nature so when it's winter we are the winter and so our practices should be in alignment with that in a way that we can not avoid those spaces but actually use them to our advantage to let ourselves hibernate to rest really deeply and this is what we're coming out of now and maybe even like you know as a New Yorker like you learn so much about yourself in those seasons too and like what is transforming and changing and what might be birth thing where we are now 
And what happens with a, a birth, I, you know, birth energy is, is a very interesting transition and very different than death energy um, because it asks you to become something and it's, it, it asks you to become something new and that requires you to have courage. It requires you to say, okay, I'm going to make mistakes because I haven't walked in this way yet. And so there's, it's a different kind of, um, yeah, it, it asks something different from you. I think a lot of times when we think about change and transition, we think about what we're losing and we do, you know, this is like really deep fall energy is like, okay, what is being released? But also in the nature of this new moon is like, well, what is coming in? And the birth energy is so much about like revealing this new layer of yourself and it's very vulnerable. And so I think like right now the asana coming back in has a lot to do with me reclaiming my power and strength within myself to say I can do something and, and cultivate strength in my physical body, um, cultivate a deeper sense of doing within my body where like all winter I was drinking tea and meditating and doing restorative and yin and like deep, deep, deep and now, yeah, things are blossoming and we are being asked to blossom alongside of or with everything else into something new. And so that strength and courage really has to be there for us to say, okay, I'm going to step out in the phase of life. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. And that's what practice can be so amazing for. It can help you peel back those layers of, um, like you say, courage, like being able to stand true in yourself and to really, I always think about plants and the way that they grow and, and um, the way that they have to have a really great root system in order, in order to surge up. Like I have a, a load of spider plant babies in my kitchen and I've been uh, growing them in water and the roots are huge and they're just waiting to get in some soil and then they can root down and then off they go. You know, it's that mm -hmm. kind of, I always find that um, I find that the more physically I am grounded, the better I feel like I can turn up and make those courageous decisions or, um, or really feel ready to, 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 to kind of question myself or know which, which direction I want to go. So often there's a lot of different options, isn't there? But um, yeah, I, I, I get such a, I think transitional states in life can be, well, I've recently been reading about something called allostatic change. Um, and it actually really, really, really challenges our subconscious mind to change anything because our, our body and our subconscious mind catalogs every single experience that we've had. And it really gets used to these ideas of normality and as soon as we kind of like want to step towards something different, it's like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> you know, and I, and I think it's, um, I think there's massive power in being able to own that. And I think practice really, I mean, practice works on a subconscious and conscious level, doesn't it? It really activates all parts of us as we're doing it. And I think when practice can really, really empower you to be able to just observe those states, those very natural, very human states, like whether it's feelings, whether it's anxieties, just lots of emotions, you know, I, I'm not 
I'm not too proud to say I spent the whole of the other day just sobbing and I, I didn't honestly know a lot of why I think it was just everything you know that kind of rocket ship energy it was on the new moon and I think that um being able to just either feel it not judge it to be able to then move forward with the transition or with whatever's turning up I think there's so much strength in that just um allowing that kind of humanity to help you not not sort of um disarm you it just really use that as a kind of like a grounding yeah I know where I am and it's okay you know I've got my yeah and I know I know what I feel I know who I am and, and that can can really help dampen any noise that you feel is distracting or um make making transitions harder I guess I don't know yeah and I think you know we just practicing awareness I I feel is is the most important thing so you have to have a certain level of awareness within each of these awareness practices to know which one is also going to be the most supportive for you at any given time and you also have to know that sometimes the one that is there is not going to be the one that you naturally want to do the most so there's that you know you have you have to let the practice kind of guide you as well but in transitions and and sometimes we you know we know who we are but when something is changing we might feel like we don't know who we are in that moment because something is changing so big that we say oh i well maybe i was that thing but what is being asked of me now is very is very different or not something I expected or not something I could have anticipated and this is this is what I think is is challenging with the birth energy of change because the death is like okay I can let that go I can be present with my emotions I can grieve that or whatever and now I'm opening myself to the mystery of the unknown and the birth is still the mystery of the unknown because we don't know what our new embodiment is going to be and this requires a lot of listening and surrender and all transitions and all of life requires a lot of listening and surrender to be able to navigate it in a way uh, to be present with your life um but a call and we all experience towards this next phase in our life i i feel like you know the future draws us towards towards it and and we you know go and so when we're being called towards something that is not what we thought or what right this is the hard thing too because like you were speaking into the mind is it gets really wrapped up in the ideas of i know who i am but 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 what is that right what what are these ideas that we're carrying and then when something else opens for us and is like oh no surprise you're going to shift into this new role um there is a level of surrendering to what is being asked of you but then using your will to step forward into that. So you have to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, it's how many times we hear this, like, forget all the ideas that you had about yourself. So you can become the person that you actually (laughs) are. But this doesn't happen once in our lifetime. This is happening over and over again. You don't find yourself one time. And then that's what you are. You're constantly growing and, and dying and being reborn. And, and we all have this experience. Um, and we, yeah, it's funny that in we're talking about surrender and the the internet got disconnected. <laughs> we are, we, you know, we're not we're not in control. Um, but 
Yeah, we'll we'll see where we'll see where the gods are okay with us picking back up the you know dropping out the ideas of of what we you know the ideas that we had for ourselves and and being so locked into our ideas and 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 knowing that they are actually ideas and that our soul also has a, a formless longing. And, and we all know this, this feeling of being really called towards something when you feel your inner light um, glowing in a particular direction. There's a magnetism mm. that starts to take you. And, um, and this is, you know, this is, this is the, the mysterious unknown and so exciting and so scary at the same time um, to say, you know, I, I'm going to move into this new thing that is being asked of me. This is how I experience my life is this thing is being asked of me. This is a language that I use. Um, and, and, and yeah, to, to, to move, to move forward into, into that is the level of surrender saying like, okay, I'm going to move towards this thing. I'm surrendering to my heart, to my soul. Like I'm trusting that this force that is absolutely unseen, but absolutely deeply felt and does not have words, but has a strong feeling is guiding me in the right direction. And then I am willing to access my will, my action to step forward into that. Um, so there's like, there is a level of surrender, but then there's also like you have, there's an action also, which is required of you. You don't just sit in a raft and go down you also have to have an oar to, mm. to guide as that thing is going. Yeah, and I think I think that this is a really beautiful um, kind of conversation because in terms of awareness and awakening, I know that my experience of my awakening, I certainly didn't feel like I had a raft. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did, but at the time I felt um, like that was a huge transitional point in my life where every idea that I had of myself was basically um uh, it was much up it was like all the way downstream from where I was it I'd, I'd lost my sense of self and I was kind of having like a, a quite a, a huge existential crisis essentially and I think that sometimes when people feel as though they don't have an awe you actually do you have more um that willpower like you're saying the, the actions even if they're small actions and they're the, the, the types of actions where you take new sorts of kindness with yourself or you take yourself for a really present walk or you read like a specific quote. Or I know that I, I'm massive in, in those moments. I had an Eckhart Tolle book at the time and I couldn't read past a certain page. Like my light was saying, no, that's all you need to get you through this next whatever it is that you're going to go through anything more is for later this is for you now and even just being able to take that level of presence around with me was like a gift to myself which I'd granted and I think those um like like I say I feel like some people might feel like that the transition that they're in might not feel like their choice um but it there are so many little things like you say even if it's a tiny or and you kind of just guiding it back to the center of the river or whatever it is. Um, that's such a powerful thing to be able to do with, do for yourself. It, the, the size or the, whether it's a practice or whether it's just like a daily drop in with yourself, like what could I do for myself today? I mm -hmm. think that that's um, so 
we can under undervalue that actually um so yeah I just wanted to add that in because I know that I understand that feeling of like okay right I'm surrendering like I do not know what is coming next and it is frightening like it can be really frightening um but it's also I think um whether it's an awakening or whether it's just a new year or a new chapter in your life as you're saying it's also massively exciting isn't it it's also like oh my word (laughs) like whether it's growing up or adventuring somewhere new or feeling that call like you're saying to be like I'm not sure what where I'm going on my adventure but I know that there's something there's definitely something for me to do and and it's of importance to me um the is there any I guess with your practice and kind of talking about surrender specifically (laughs) is there anything that you think really really helps to just soothe and surrender yeah you know something that came came to me when you were saying um it feels out of your control like it feels like yeah yeah I think there's a certain level we have to understand that like our life is out of our control and we also have control of it this is like there's the river and the oar you know like you're not you don't, you don't have like, uh, the engine and you're going exactly where you want. Like you are also being taken by the water. You're, you're being shaped by the nature that you are, Mm. right. You're part of this whole thing that is happening. And that is the part that you are not in control of and that you're never in control of what we, what practice does is it also gives you something to be control and in control of, right? Like, okay, I can sit down and, and drink this tea in this practice. And I can say, thank you for this practice for allowing me to feel like I have a container for all of this formless stuff, or I can, I can, I can align my body in a certain way. That's a container that I have control over to help understand the, all of the contents that have no form. Mm. So the practice is the form to understand the formless. And I would also, I would just invite anybody who's saying like, I feeling out of control, this thing is happening to me, you know, but is it your highest good when you, when you really tune into what is happening? I would argue that it's, it is something that you want to happen and, and it will inevitably ask you to say, okay, well, what are all my fears and limiting beliefs around what this is? Because if I can get through all of the things that are so scary to me, all of my possible failures and vulnerabilities and things that I've been taught in the past, if those were not here, is what happening is what is happening or is what I'm being invited into actually what I want or actually my higher self drawing me forward, even though there is pain alongside of that or fear mm-hmm. alongside of that. So something to explore, because I I do feel like we're never being drawn into places that we don't actually want to be in or don't actually serve us. And they do require us to say, my fears are coming along with me and I have to navigate those things. And, And it's actually from being drawn forward into this next thing that we extricate these fears, that we have the opportunity to move these fears aside, which is the continuation of our ever blossoming selves. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. I actually was I was listening to um, Matt Kahn 
yesterday um, with one of his um, his transmissions and he actually talks that he was talking about how like when you think about this like grand map of life call it the grand river of life right we're all on this river together we're all going in different directions doing our thing and there's there was this idea that you can give yourself a to-do list of things whether it's spiritual whether it's physical whether it's um i don't know diet wise you can give yourself all of these practices or things that you need to do but ultimately are they serving you and it really reminds me of krishnamurti as well ultimately is this feeding me ultimately if i just stop (laughs) and say like fundamentally like i'm perfect right now as i am like does that just kind of allow things to soften relax like your whole nervous system really really does relax when you tell yourself i am perfect exactly where i am exactly how i am exactly as i am um and i love that idea that we we kind of get to decide what feeds us we get to decide how we talk to ourselves and we also get to decide how we approach transition like that because each step of transition is so important i think that often the the tendency is to think well it's a transition just get it it's like whipping a plaster off isn't it <laughs> like a band-aid like it's like just get it off but actually i i think that when you can honor all of your steps in your transitions i think that that's a huge huge place to be in such a powerful um tool actually as you were talking about tools because it's also like you're saying you're taking your fears with you but you're also getting to understand yourself in a hugely different way um in that moment and because all of because we are always changing on both a cellular level and uh and you know in any sort of way just as nature is changing constantly um we i think that sometimes we forget the the I think it's like the diamonds, there's diamonds in the rough or what, not rough even, it's just there, they're there to be, um, you know, if you were to think about uh, where you, when you're trying to find gold at the bottom of a river, you're panning it out, aren't you? And there's always those things, there's always those little things like, oh, I've, maybe I didn't know that about myself and I I am so grateful to know that now or I'm so grateful to leave that there and know that I can like release that, use elemental medicine, use whatever it is that feels good or uh, be able to identify it to be able to then say, you know what, I want to go and work with tea and learn how to how to do this or I wanna go and release it via dance or I wanna go and let, release it via yoga or whatever symbolic ceremony you can have with yourself. Um, I think that that's also really beautiful to honor each of those stages with yourself. Yeah, because we're, we're walking towards the climax all the time, right? We're like, each of our steps is we're, we're always in transition, right? We're always in process. But sometimes they feel like a, a bigger explosion or bigger. But when you look at like everything, whatever you might be transitioning into or through in this moment, it, just look back a little bit. It's it didn't start right now. <laughs> It's been happening. It's been happening. Even if you haven't seen it or understood it, it's all been happening little by little by little. And now 
is is something you know I've been calling the choice point. Then there's a point in which you realize it's the tipping point, right? Where mm-hmm. like, okay, you we've been walking, we've been walking, we've been walking, and now this thing is now this thing is opening. It's like the the stem is growing, and there's the bud, there's the bud, there's the bud. The transition is in all of this, but at a moment the bud opens. So there is something that feels a little bit bigger, and that's the the breath. Mm. yeah I love that and there is like you say they're just that and I think that's one of the change can become a really nurturing thing it can also be a really soothing thing um Mm -hmm. and it can be a place where when you and I say this with mindfulness because I some people find change very very like it's almost too much but I think when you you've been through it a couple of times or you've um, experienced quite big big feelings of change in your life I think then you feel ready and open to accept and and invite in more of it um, and able to handle it you know and able to kind of um, navigate it as you say uh, with all of the tools that you do have um, and I think that's what when it comes to like you say when whether it's changing in relationships, whether it's changing in circumstance, whether it's changing in um, location, whether it's changing in the weather. I mean, um, you know, changing in seasons massively affects people, um, you know, depending on where you are on the planet, it can be a really huge thing. So I think it's actually how you um, process it and how you have like a reflective time with yourself and I personally think that this like rocket ship energy has totally got to do with, well, there's huge transitions going on astrologically, but I think that um, the Taurian energy generally is all about fundamentals and basics and literal our earthly body. Literally you've just arrived and you, you're figuring out what's what, <laughs> it's kind of like that. And I think that I know that those, those themes particularly have been, um, quite prevalent for me in in the last in the last month or so but particularly since we've rocked over into into may and i think um often the transitions feel often transitions can feel really fundamental um so in that sense if you are feeling this rocket ship energy as we're talking about you know it's quite a a natural thing and it can be um you know, it's in the sort of personal space of the astrological mandala in the 360 degrees. So it, it really is something that we all experience, but on a very, in a very individualized manner. And that's what the, the amazing thing about it is. And obviously the moon is a very, very personal planet. So, um, yeah, I think transition is such a great thing to, to reflect on right now, because I always feel that this, is the most fertile time of year I feel like nature's just like all right I'm ready <laughs> you know I've got everything ready what's what's gonna happen you know it's almost like it's got its backpack on for a festival and it's just waiting to get there it's like um it's just about to make the journey or whatever it is um I think that it's at, I think particularly at this point in this year you know 2021 I think right now in the UK we're just we're coming out of the like a full lockdown for quite a long time and um we've been allowed to see people and all of that sort of stuff but it's definitely taken until this point to get it to a bit more normal 
Um, and I think maybe because of there's a lot of rocket ship energy anyway, but all of this sort of more social interaction, everybody gets around each other in some summertime way more anyway, you know, it's a much more social time of year. It can feel more pronounced. And I think that that's definitely the case because um, yeah, with the with everything that has happened over the last 12 months, it's definitely, it feels as though things are changing. You know, I get such a deep sense of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you for chatting through transitions today, Jess, because that's such a powerful thing, such, such a powerful thing. And I think we could sit here and talk about change all day. <laughs> many aspects of it, but absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, but do you want to uh, just mention any social media channels that anybody can um, find you on? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, my Instagram is is I guess you know it's my name, Jess Allen, J E S A L L. Little dots and between the whole thing. Um, my website is jessallen.com. It's Jess with one S, Allen, A L L E N. Um, yeah, and I have a Patreon account with lots and lots of practices on it. And uh, but even just to be connected, those are those are the sources. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your energy and coming on to um, talk to us today. And um, until the next episode, take care of you. Press subscribe below and support this community of practitioners. And we'll see you next time. Take care of you for now. Thank you.